And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why are you so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. I'm Jacob Roth. Alongside me, Tate. What's up? And the other person. Who still remains anonymous. Yup. We're here. How are we feeling, fellas? Feeling good. Feeling ready for a movie. I feel like it's been a minute. Last one we watched was more than more than a week ago. Not to the listeners' ears, though. Oh no! <laughs> to them, it comes out weekly on the dot. Our dedicated listeners probably watched the movie and listened to the last episode last night. No, the dedicated ones would be this. The this dedicated ones. ones, you know, they're listen to it they're listening to it the minute it comes out. Oh, so I'm. I thought I was being optimistic, but I'm not being optimistic enough. No, no. But that's the dedicated ones. The the you know the the one timers, or Oops. the or the people that are just kind of catching up. They might be listening to these back to back. That's true. I need to have more faith. Cause I gotta have faith. I gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. I need to also have more faith in my movie tonight. Cause I gotta have faith. Because I'm yeah. scared. It, 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 it is, is, it is your, your pick. pick. I'm very scared. What are we thinking? Should we just hop right into the it? The only thing he has told us is that it's two and a half hours. Yep. And very I'm scared. Because it could be good. It could be bad. Oh, boy. And by good, I mean like a seven and a half to eight and a half range. Oh and bad, boy. anything below six and a half. We've got a ceiling of like 85. Pretty much. In my piece up, setting his expectations low. Maybe that's his whole Extremely pessimistic you know what? today. Uh-oh. I'm un- all right, that little uh-oh that you just heard was my laptop dying. Forgot to plug it in. <laughs> died uh, died very fast. Just no warning. Mid-warm-up. It just said, your battery is critically low. And I went, uh-oh, I better go plug it in. And then it just died. It's a bad omen for my movie. But we're back. We're back. We're back. Don't worry about it, folks. And was just downplaying his movie. Still am. Still is. But he has yet to announce it, so we still don't know what it is. So, You ready for it? Yeah. I follow directors. One of my favorite directors is Robert Zemeckis. And so we are going to watch Contact. Contact? I don't know if I've ever heard. I mean, I've I've heard of Contact. 1997 Contact? Should be. Yep. All right. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So I didn't, I like watching or trying to watch all the movies by my favorite directors. Wait, wait. First, real quick, what else has he directed? Uh, F- uh, Forrest Gump, Back to the Future, Castaway. I'm very down. Polar Express. Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Beowulf. It's got... M- Jodie Foster. McConaughey. Tom Skerritt. Oh, boy. I'm John Hurt. Yeah. Downplaying this stage, but the cast yeah. seems oh, to I be... Oh, I didn't even see that. Well, and so the fun part about different. it... William the reason Fitchner? I got latched to it 
is it's based on a novel by Carl Sagan. Do you know who Carl Sagan is? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's no, no- I don't know who Carl Sagan okay. is. Carl Sagan. <laughs> I don't read. Was like a big influence in um, astronomy and astrophysics. He is, I believe, the mentor for Neil deGrasse Tyson. Interesting. Um, and Cosmos, I think he made the original Cosmos and Tyson. Rob like, Lowe's in this. It. Jake Busey. Yeah, I'm in. Fully. Do you in. see like Gary Busey related? Yeah, his brother. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, what what kind of movie? Kind of science fiction film about an encounter with alien intelligence. Interesting. Yeah. It could be good. It could be strange because it is a sci-fi in the 90s. Drama, mystery, sci-fi, thriller. The genre is on IMDb. I'm in. Let's, All let's right, well, do it. it and is it's streaming on HBO Max. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. All right, folks. We'll I'm be in. right back. of an unidentified radio source from deep space can neither be confirmed nor denied. Whatever it is, it ain't local. Position? I checked interferometry somewhere in Lyra, I think. Uh, Vega? Can't be. It's only 26 light years away. I want all these people out of here. Your having sent this announcement all over the world may well constitute a breach of national security. Oh, this isn't a person-to-person call. This may be an announcement to get our attention. The president has called an emergency meeting. You know those interlaced frames that we thought were noise? This says structure. I'm going to recommend to the president that we militarize this project immediately. There's no reason to believe that their, their intentions are hostile. There's no proof of that. Why don't they just speak English? Mathematics is the only only truly universal language center. Buried within the message itself is the key to decoding it. Those look like engineering schematics, almost like blueprints. It is our belief that the message contains instructions for building some kind of machine. A machine? It might turn out to be some kind of a transport. Transport? The fact is, you don't know what it does. It could be anything. Nobody's saying this is dangerous. They're going to build it. Who gets to go, though? It's complicated, Ellie. Who gets to go? By doing this, you're willing to risk your life. You're willing to give your life and die for this. Why? You son of a bitch. You surprised me again with your movie pick. Not bad. I really enjoyed it. I'm a happy boy today. I liked it. I yeah. did too. Yeah, that was that was very good. Uh, there were a lot of. I got a lot to talk about it. Yeah, I Me have too. I have a lot of notes. Yeah. It was very Robert Zemeckis. I mean, there were a lot. Mm-hmm. Just how much time kind of went by kind of reminded me a lot of Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's really a long movie too, right? Yeah, yeah, Forrest Gump's two and a half, maybe a little more. Yeah, he likes his long movies. Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to start? Well, I, I think we just we should start from the beginning and talk about how cool that intro was. Yeah. With yeah. So for the folks that maybe didn't watch this two maybe and a half hour movie, it. or maybe or maybe you didn't catch it. So the intro starts with you're kind of rotating around Earth from space, and you're hearing a bunch of different radio frequencies and whatnot, and you slowly start moving out, like, to the other planets. And as you're moving out, you're moving backwards through time. 
of like songs of like or songs like and then radio like, broadcast. There were a bunch of things that just kind of throughout history. I can't remember what that last one was, but I'm sure it was probably the first radio broadcast would be my yeah. guess. And then it just goes silent. Yeah, then it just goes silent. Because, For about like a minute probably even, and it was just yeah. all visual. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a really cool visual. And I mean, the sound editing throughout the entire thing was just phenomenal. That was he's a, a really cool good director. I there were I don't know how he does like the bill. Was Bill Clinton actually in it? No. So we're gonna get it's to that. Se- yeah, I, I jumped away from your point, but yeah, the, so, I wanted to go back yes. to your point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Bill Clinton stuff because I looked it up. And <laughs> good thing. So this was before there was uh, in the Oscars before there was best sound design and best sound mix. I can't remember exactly. I can't remember the Oscar categories, but it, this it, it was, there was just one category for sound, and it was nominated for best sound, which did definitely it deserved it. Didn't it? Did not win. Did, but did you find out who won? I have not. Um, I am looking it up as we speak. Somebody else talk about something else. I can talk because this is a point I was very excited to talk about. So um, that first clip totally reminded me. I was reading up on Carl Sagan before this. Um, he was a part of Voyager. Do you know what Voyager is? It was a book, right? Uh, it's It was... Um, the space mission? Yeah, the space mission. So we sent out a record of oh. human history and human culture around the world on a little vinyl recording that was sent out through space. And I think it's like outside of our solar system now, but he was a part of it. And so that was like a cool thing to watch that intro thinking about Voyager because it what it... It's carrying and projecting. Wait, so what was Voyager? Voyager is like a. They just took human artifacts. It's it's a it's a mix of song. It's a mix of our cultures. So songs, speeches, um, history. Like a time capsule. Like a time capsule that they just sent into space of the human race. Yeah, that was sent into space. Huh. Yeah. You don't know about this. Well, no. I mean, I guess like once you said it's the space mission or whatever, then that. Kind of ring a bell, but no, I did not know what it was. So Titanic won the Oscar for Best Sound. Oh, Titanic did. Um, Other nominees, Air Force One, Con Air, Contact, and LA Confidential. I don't think Titanic should have won. Everything from the the mix and there were multiple moments where I was like, whoa, this is really cool sound type of stuff that's going on right now throughout the movie. To kind of, I guess mansplain a little bit about why the radio stuff was going backwards in time. So sound goes out into space, like, and you're the further away you are, the like the later, the later in our history that you are, or I guess earlier in our history that you're yeah, hearing. It, well, it's like that idea where like a, the picture of earth or whatever from a different planet would still see dinosaurs because that's how fast or that's how long it takes light to even travel. Yeah let alone sound, but at least that's something that I've heard. Yeah, and so just just all of that combined with just how they were playing the different things on top of each other, going into the next one, going into the next one, was just awesome to start out with. Yep, I agree. Anywho, though, so Voyager was just this thing that they sent out into space just because? That's a real thing that we did. So I think, yeah, yeah, it's just, that's a little side tidbit into who Carl Sagan was and how I think. I'm kind of more curious about this Voyager mission alone. the point of that was what it, that mission alone has to do with this movie. Okay. Uh, so I do have a quick little background on Carl Sagan. I read his book, Billions of, 
billions and billions, which is like his philosophical um, perspective on life. And it's cool to read a book like that by an astrophysicist because I feel like that duality was totally played out in this movie in kind of a cheesy way, but also a very brilliant way of how... The duality of faith versus science. Faith and science, yeah. Yeah. And how he kind of... That's what I want to get it to. Yeah, because for him, I don't think it was a duality. I think it was one in the same. And I found this long quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I could if you wanted me to. Yeah, go for it. Okay. This is a quote by Carl Sagan. Spirit comes from the Latin word to breathe. What we breathe is air, which is certainly matter, however thin. Despite usage to the contrary, there is no necessary implication, the word spiritual, that we are talking of anything other than matter or anything outside the realm of science. On occasion, I will feel free to use the word. Science is not only compatible with spirituality, it is a profound source of spirituality. What we recognize our place, or when we recognize our place in an immensity of light years and in the passage of ages, when we grasp the intricacy, beauty, and subtlety of life, then that soaring feeling, that sense of elation and humility combined is surely spiritual. That's actually really cool that you brought that up because I, um, that's like my main reason about why I think I like this movie a lot is that duality that you're talking about between science and faith. But what you just said reminds me of, um, I think it was a article that I read one time where he's talking about, it was, it was written by a bunch of scientists where they were narrowing down planets in our like galaxy. They were just like, what could hold human life, um, or like any life form. Um, and so they were like, they were like, okay, what does earth have? And they're like, earth has several things. It's blah, blah, blah. It's got gravity. Um, it's got all these layers. It's got like a certain distance from the sun for like warmth and everything. It's got all these things. And so they're like, all right, so there's about a thousand planets that we could live on. And then when they like slowly started to be like, oh, there's one other thing. Oh, there was all these other like little things like, um, like distance to the sun was a big one that narrowed, like took out a bunch of these planets. And they found out that there wasn't actually like a thousand planets and then it got narrowed down to like four and then two and then one. And then it even went the opposite direction and that it was like earth and life on earth is actually in like one in like a million chance. And so it was like this article written by these scientists saying like almost turning from not religious kind of like this um, Jodie Foster character, like not religious at all, purely scientific, empirical data, proof, all that stuff, and then turning them into somewhat religious people because they're like, everything here is just incredible. Like, you cannot find this anywhere else. Yeah, I, I, I think we should... I was planning on getting into this kind of science versus religion type of debate in a little bit, but I think we should just hop into it now. And as a man of faith and like a pretty devout Catholic, I don't think like science and religion are conflicting at all. I think that is re like, just because there's a scientific reason for something doesn't mean that that disexplains the biblical meaning for it. That can just be the, in, in my view, the scientific meaning for everything that happens on earth is God's way of showing us, Hey, now you understand like what I did here. And that type of deal. So yeah, any any movie that kind of tackles that fight between faith and science being like diametrically opposed, and then bringing them together at the end, is a movie right up my alley. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's why I really liked the. I mean, Jodie Foster's character and McConaughey's character were 
awesome. Yeah, they were the two pillars yeah, of science were, and faith. And, and they were the coming together, basically, of yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. Because she was, yeah, I mean, throughout the entire movie, she even, I mean, even when she was put on that pedestal and, and it was given her the job to do exactly what she wanted to do and was like born to do kind of thing, she still stuck to, I'm not religious, I don't believe in God. And that lost her at the job. But after her spiritual trip, basically, um, even though it was just basically through a wormhole, it was spiritual because she experienced it and like no one else believed her, but mm-hmm. she had the yeah faith and everything. Um, it, but there are two, can I go into that a little bit? There are two points on that. It was hilarious how her arguments were, are you going to lean on facts or faith throughout the movie? And then in her kind of final trial, yep. she is put on this facts or faith. Yep. She's put against and her. And she is flipped on the opposite. And then the other point of that is the use of Occam's razor against mm-hmm. her. Yep. Because she kept saying like the simple answer is a scientific answer and then it flips to where the simple answer is the faith answer oh that's awesome i think that 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 summarize like that small i wrote down in my notes after the movie that interaction that they had when they were at the post president um kind of like where they were updating the the president yeah at the ball when they had that little interaction out on the balcony and he asked her about faith and um and love and love did you love your father and she said yeah and he of says course. prove it yeah like that entire interaction right there i think was like the perfect summary of this entire like debate and this entire movie i got one for you what do you got occam's razor you've ever heard of it occam's razor it sounds like some slasher movie no occam's razor it's a basic scientific principle and it says all things being equal the simplest explanation tends to be the right one makes sense to me all right so what's more likely? Thank you. You're An all-powerful, mysterious God created the universe and then decided not to give any proof of his existence, or that he simply doesn't exist at all, and that we created him so we wouldn't have to feel so small and alone. I don't know. I couldn't imagine living in a world where God didn't exist. You know? I wouldn't want to. How do you know you're not deluding yourself? <laughs> I mean, for me, I. I need proof. Proof. Did you love your father? What? Your dad, did you love him? Yes, very much. Prove it. Yeah, because I think that was her her whole debate with him, but then, yeah, it gets turned right back on her own head at the very end of the movie. And, and of I, course, he's there watching. I don't... The awesome thing is I don't think Matthew McConaughey or that side felt like, oh, I won. They were like, holy shit. It was almost like both sides were like, holy shit. Yeah, but at the same point, I don't think that McConaughey's character necessarily ever changed his beliefs. Mm -mm. It was more of like, see, this is what I've been trying to tell you this entire time. That just be And like, even when like his first confrontation with uh, um, Tom Skerritt's character, there where he like kind of confronts him and he's like, sure. Like, I, I don't doubt that science is real and whatnot, but it needs to be in the search of truth. And that's like, I think that's kind of where, well, I mean, it, it is where it ended up because that was the last like little piece that he said there mm-hmm. when they were getting into the car. 
and it's just the wording in that. I don't think it was uh like this is what I've been trying to tell you the entire time. Right. right. It's no, like no. a a coming to realization like this is what I've been fighting for and there isn't like I think we've come to an agreement. Yeah, I I think it it, it wasn't a showboaty of like this is what I've been trying to tell you. It's it was like a Yes, I'm so glad that you finally understand what I've been trying to say. Like, not in a showboaty way, but in like a loving way. If that makes makes any sense. It well, and even then, because it was still like a slight denial of technology. Like he it, he had a denial of technology. No, he didn't. He he never had a denial of technology. What what he didn't he didn't like technology because he made a point there. I can't remember where it happened in the movie, but talking about how. How it We're, affects third world countries. How every, and everybody is so connected now, but we've never been so alone, which is truer to 10 times the degree now uh, in 2020. Yeah, I think the point I'm trying to make is that the just the wording of that makes it seem like Jodie Foster's character. My wording? Yeah. Oh. Jodie Foster's character had to come 180 to his side, where it was like a, it was a mutual. Um, I don't think it changed him still believing that a lot of the things that science has done, because he was never against searching for other life in the movie. Yeah, no, but I think there was doubt for him that it was going to work, The, the her traveling. And I, mean, I think maybe, I mean. that that was uh, not, I think they were both kind of symbols of faith, but of different faith. Because her, she just experienced, she gained a sense of faith What in a sense. So I, I, are you trying to, like, okay, so I, I can see where he grew there, where he didn't want her to go because what they kind of figured was actually the exact opposite, where it would be, they thought when she left it would be like four years for her, but it would be 50 years in Earth time, where it ended up being 18 hours for her and it was... 40 seconds in earth time. And so his reason for her not wanting to go is like, Hey, you have all of this great stuff here. Why do you need to go looking for other things? And by the end, I think he was probably thinking like, Oh, like I understand now why people would like to go search for this stuff and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's still, I'm sure the the character still believes that all this technology and whatnot to advanced civilization still might not be a net positive. Yeah. So I think on his side, it's there's more than just our world and our faith, but on her side, it's knowledge. Isn't just facts. It's faith. I think it's a, almost a metaphorical or some symbolical coming to Jesus on both sides. It's like, okay, I don't know everything about my situation or our situation, but there is a balance and we see each other right in ways that we didn't see before. And yeah, kind of in Matthew McConaughey's words, let's go search for truth. I thought um, it was a pretty interesting cause well, you, you remember the book 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, so when he talks, like it made me think a lot about this book when he was talking about um, his path his like life path with religion and how um, it was very, I think it was tied with the philosopher or at the um, Dostoevsky. Was it Dostoevsky? Yeah. Who, well, or, yeah. No, or Nietzsche or someone, it was Dostoevsky or Nietzsche or the one that, the, the one that was the Russian philosopher that Dostoevsky, that kind of 
initially when he was younger lacked faith in religion because of the proof and because of the um like said things that you need to believe in it weren't there and he was a man of um like wanting to know wanting to know everything it was kind of like that like his idea of like duality of truth or whatever the duality of truth but and then he said after many years of doubting religion because of some of the because of this lack of evidence he said he finally like came to the came to the point in his life where he thought it was better to have faith even with the lack of evidence of god or of jesus or of anything than it is to not believe at all so and like i thought yeah. that was kind of like and he's not alone there's um, oh yeah c.s lewis is another one that comes to mind he was the one that wrote narnia he was like a self-proclaimed atheist and he his whole transition was kind of the same thing it was yeah was put, yeah i'm a big c.s lewis fan c.s lewis is one of my favorites but i thought it was interesting because I, I like throughout the whole movie i thought it, this was going to be like an anti-religion movie because she was because jodie foster is kind of the main character and um the whole time she was just like talking about um how she doesn't believe in religion and because she believes in things with empirical facts and um, all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I, I understand where this movie is going. And I thought Matthew McConaughey was just kind of like a side character just to kind of like question her a little bit, um, which he was. But then in the end, it turned out, I think, to be a religious movie or like, I mean, not a religious yeah, movie, sure. but I mean, I, I mean I think it's a movie was. on faith. Yeah. Maybe not a religious movie, but it is a faith movie and a movie that implies that, to have faith is good for you. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't even say that Jodie Foster's character in the end was a like Christian or anything like that, but she just had faith in what she believed in and, and, new and didn't, and didn't, yeah. And like, didn't care and wasn't phased by what anybody else telling her otherwise. And in all likelihood, that means that like, cause you kind of got that feeling where she like kind of looked down upon people of faith and people that like truly believed, even though, they knew that there was no empirical evidence for their beliefs. She can now kind of look back and be like, Oh, like I went through this thing. So now I understand why you believe what you believe. Like, yeah. And, and vice versa. Yeah. 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 Like that's like the Rob Lowe's character. They were like polar opposites when they're at the president's table, like arguing with each other. Yeah. But I mean, I, I even think that Rob Lowe and Matthew McConaughey's character were about as opposite as well. Oh yeah, they were different for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. But another uh, kind of which I think well that. one one quick little tidbit because I think that that like this whole discussion on faith and everything and um, when you just I think you had a cool you kind of hinted on it when you said talking about like looking down on other people when like that scene where in the back behind her on that wall it said astronomy um, oh. believing in astronomy or something like that is always looking up. Yeah, and I think it was like it was like one of those sleep bumper stickers. Yeah, I think it said astronomy, always looking up. Oh or, yeah, something like studying astronomy or believing in astronomy or something like that is always looking up. Yeah, and that just kind of even ties into the end. That whole idea of having faith is like he's trying to beat her down at the end, and he's trying to say, "So you're saying like you don't have proof of this, you don't have all this," and she just kind of was disregard whatever he said and just kind of kept looking up, basically mm -hmm. in a metaphorical sense. But and the thing that I just love is it coming continuing to come back to Carl Sagan was that just seemed to be his point was that scientists don't have to lack faith and people of faith don't have to lack science. They can be, it was, he was almost trying to be this both Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey as the same person of, I have this scientific experience and knowledge, 
but I also have this Matthew McConaughey philosophical sense of faith and trying to seek truth. And it was, it just seemed to scream Carl Sagan for me. Yeah, for sure. Let's, so let's get this topic kind of leads into one of the big questions that I had written down. Is it important for somebody who meets with another life form, like an alien to believe in God? Not, not even like, through the lens of, or not through the lens of, to be a good representation of the world, but as a person who should, like, does the value of, like, believing in God and believing in faith, is that necessary to be able to talk about these big things that you would probably have to talk about with aliens? Oh, I, I think for sure, and I think I'm going to answer that as far as... um I don't think that that necessarily has to be in through a religious like Buddha or Jesus Christ or anything. Like I think it's anybody that kind of has a faith of a higher being or of a some sort of God, basically whatever they kind of see as God. But yeah, I think yeah, you, someone that's not an atheist <laughs> or someone yeah. who doesn't believe in anything, they would not be a good representation. Um, yeah, so I, I fully agree. I mean, I think yeah, I completely agree because I, I yeah. like myself. I don't consider myself. Christian or any, um, I don't, I don't associate with, I guess, any, um, official religion, but I do believe and have a belief in some sort of higher power. So in that way, I would say yes. And I think that was kind of reflected in the movie too, of the difference between Jodie Foster's character and, um, the lead scientist, what was his name? The actor's name? Uh, the guy from the dark Knight. Oh, no, Tom Skerritt. You're talking yeah, about Tom, Tom Skerritt. Skerritt's character. When um, she said, when she was talking to Matthew McConaughey and she asked him why he asked that question and everything, and she said, well, I told you the truth and he told you what you wanted to hear. Like, I think that was an expression of the kind of person to meet other life because she was who she was and she was searching for a certain kind of truth. But at the same time, not knowing so, she was open to a certain, a new kind of knowledge or a new kind of, like it, like her, her answer to the question was a sense of adventure uh, and that, yep. in the, and I yeah, think what that was, was, what was the question for that? Oh, so you're talking about when Matthew McConaughey and her were like talking at the reflecting pool. Oh, he said, yeah. why? And she said, why, why do you, why would you want to go? And her answer was like, well, like she was kind of trying to answer for everybody that was applying for it yep. and was nominated for it. And he was like, no, why do you want to go? And that was her I answer. I can't remember if it was that or the God, the uh, like, do you believe in God question? Um, but she said, or for a sense of adventure was her answer. And like the combination of sense of adventure, seeking truth, her reflection on that experience being spiritual, that I think, I hope that answers your question. But I think those are the elements of being a spiritual person or quote-unquote someone who believes in God as the person to meet extraterrestrial life. And I, I thought it was kind of cool because, I, like, I mean, you can almost treat these this idea of, like, this, like, outside life form this other intelligent life, basically as a God almost. Like you can almost treat it that way because they're 
I don't know, I, I felt like I was kind of getting that sense from the movies. Like they almost don't know anything about, they, they know almost as much about these other life forms as they do, like as anybody knows about God is like, they can have all these ideas and um, thoughts and like say, oh, I think that this is what they're trying to get us to. Oh, I think that this is what they're, blah, blah, all these things. As same as like a, um, a religious person would say um, what God is trying to get us to do um, or wants us to do. But so I, I think that they were almost at times, I thought this during the movie, at least that they're trying to almost make a connection of like this outside life form is just like, like her interaction with it is almost like an interaction with God. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I don't think that, I don't know if that's what they're could, going yeah, for, yeah. but I, I thought that that was an interesting, yeah, could sure. be an interesting. Cause like the difference there is like Christians believe that God has given them these teachings and God sent down Jesus. So in a way they do know a lot about God and they do know God. Yeah. Where, whereas the aliens, like this is the first contact. Yeah. And I guess like, yeah, I was, I was making a very, it was yeah, a stretch, sure. but. Um, for sure, I get, I get you. I get, uh, yeah, I was just thinking um, about like her. How do we want to get into some of the Bill Clinton stuff? Yes, please. Because okay. that's a total Roberts and Meckis move. Like, how did he pull off a lot of Forrest Gump stuff? Yeah, so I was very confused when Bill Clinton popped up, and I kind of, IMDb is just one of my favorite apps to have on my phone. So I went through there and was trying to find him on there. I'm like, is he like, is this like a credited role? <laughs> no, not at all. So the first, like, speech, the good afternoon, I'm glad to be joined by my science and technology that was probably taken from another. Yes. So yeah, what happened what was, was so in 1984, a meteorite thought to be from Mars was found in Antarctica. And 12 years later, uh, an article by NASA scientist David McKay was published proposing the meteorite might contain evidence for microscopic fossils or Martian bacteria. And that, that was later refuted that, that it's not actually that. And so that was his press conference about that. And they cut out a couple, a few words and put in that speech because it yep. was just generic enough where it, it fit. It fit. Yeah. And then that last one that I would encourage you not to inflame the situation beyond the facts. Let us deal with this on the facts. We are monitoring what has actually happened. And that was from Clinton talking about Saddam, Saddam Hussein in Iraq in 1994. Huh. So it wasn't even crazy. And so the white house actually, uh, the white house cancel, like sent a letter and they didn't threaten any legal action or anything like that. And they, it was pretty much, Hey, if anybody else ever does this, you're getting sued out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so they that's just kind of, we really have never seen that again. They went for it and asked for forgiveness instead of yes. permission. Yep. Because permission wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Classic Robert. Kind of because of that CNN was, like afterwards, they're like, oh, like we we feel like we probably shouldn't have been involved in this either. Like, and there was like a conflict because CNN's owned by the same people who own Warner Brothers, which is the producer of this movie. And so, after this movie, they're like, all right, well now we have to put any movie appearance from any of our anchors using the CNN like logo and stuff. It needs to go through like a board of ethics now. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That actually isn't what it's I thought. It's a groundbreaking that, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I thought that that little snippet of him was going to be, like when it kind of showed him, that was going to be a legit speech that they took from. But then when it kind of panned over and then just showed him on the kind of like blurry in the background on all the TVs and then the rest of that speech, I thought that was going to be 
somebody that kind of sounded like him, but not. Well, I think it was because then there was cool. a later scene on the president's table when he was with like the two actors next to him. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I that had to be a look alike. Otherwise, no, that was some crazy video editing. No, that was just some sort of editing. He they probably used some sort of green screen technology and put him like removed his background and put the background Wicked. as the actors because it, it it was it was him speaking of technology i like most of the stuff in this movie way over my head anyways i'm gonna admit that right now but i don't think that's how computers work <laughs> yeah. like a lot of those scenes yeah there were scenes where like she would just like click the right arrow a few times and then it well, would that's just also like, zero pretty in. classic robert zemeckis yeah he pretty much simplifies yeah a little, yeah and also Occam's, like the, the last like three quarters of the movie with the they had like a plane that was pretty much a quinjet from marvel that like yeah. <laughs> perfectly landed on an aircraft did it carrier. ever give us like a time frame no, oh, I mean, well, except I mean, for it said that she was born in. Well, I mean, it, it did because it was Bill like Clinton supposed to be in like the nineties. It was in the late nineties, probably. Okay. The book, yeah, the book was written in eighty four. Yeah, so I mean, since they used Clinton as president, that gives us a pretty yeah eight years. It took place in eight years somewhere. Man, Jake Busey, a real dick. <laughs> I actually didn't make a note. I was like, man. Do not want to mess with the Busey family. They, <laughs> seem, they seem crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. When when Gary she Busey was going just, into the ball, and Gary Jake Busey, Busey's character is like protesting, and he just yeah. like gave her this look. I was just like, stops oh my with God, his like this speech is... and just stares at her. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Yeah, you do I, not make. Well, up and contacts. then like, and I felt like he just kind of like he's almost gonna be my nightmares, just because like he just kept kind of showing up, and I did not expect it. Like. Yeah. That scene where they were giving the speech and everything, like that made sense because they're showing all these people, different types of people doing all their reacting in different ways. But then like all of a sudden, wasn't he outside of like that limo when she was going to the um to the ball or remember that? Yeah. He was going was, to the ball yes, and he was yeah. like standing yeah, outside. He was standing there and he just and stared she at just her. like, yeah, made eye contact with him again and he and she was like what the? like during that scene I was a little freaked out. Yeah. And then uh, again in that very last scene before he blew everything up. Oh. Yeah, that was crazy. Um the visual effects I thought were fantastic, except for the weird double head thing that was going on when she was going through the wormhole. Uh, that was just kind of unneeded. It wouldn't have had that. Everything else was totally fine. I don't even know if you guys picked up on that. No, yeah, I, I noticed it, but I wasn't, again, like, I don't know anything yeah. about I was just like, well, that was like. That was unneeded. All th- not a Our wormhole knowledge, expert. The knowledge about wormholes between the three of us very high. I'm so, no paleontologist, I, but I know everything about wormholes. I do know that there is like a massive time warp. So, it, well, I mean, that's just because you've seen. I do like how she was getting kind of slingshotted around in there. Like I was like, oh, that seems legit. <laughs> yeah, good thing they applied those safety harnesses. Yeah, jeez, because she would have been a freaking no, I, scrambled egg. I thought that the the way that they did all that was very easy for a simple man like me to comprehend and yeah. I'm going to believe it. I'm, I'm going to say, say yep. that's what happens when you go in a wormhole. That's a wormhole. If I've ever seen one. No, but I, that does actually get to the, that last scene because Jacob, you touched on it earlier in the movie. Um, well, and right at the bat, when you said this movie all hinges on how it's going to end completely believe that like, all right. I, yeah, that was spot on. Um, cause in the end, 
like throughout the movie, I was just like, oh yeah, they're going to either like Jacob was saying, show some aliens and what are yeah, the aliens going to like, look like? Man, and, this movie hinges on what these aliens are going to look like because yeah. I feel like a lot of the time that is, and I, I love their cheat, cheat around yeah. that. Oh, it was great. Like yeah. I think the ending in general was awesome. And the way that they interpreted interacting with um, aliens as like them downloading her consciousness mm-hmm. basically and um, making it easy for her to, understand talk with them and understand and not like freak out and have her mind blown everything like that like how they did that perfect for sure yep i think i just had one other note alan silvestri's score very good i really like him as a composer he did he did a lot of the marvel stuff a lot of the big marvel stuff i should say it wasn't overwhelming but i think it, it, it really played up where it needed to play up and he's kind of a zemeckis composer he did Polar Express, Forrest Gump. I'm kind of curious so. how I never even heard about this movie. I feel yeah, like this I is I mean, a really good movie that... We'll kind of get I've, into it. it. It has some surprising aggregators ratings. That's why I was... Ner- before starting this, I was nervous of whether this was going to be a good or bad movie because it seemed good on paper. And I was like, what, man, with these reviews, it might just be a bomb. And yeah. I don't know. All right, well, let's get into the movie ring because, well, at least what was it rated? One more big question. One more big question. What would you be doing if you were a civilian in this movie? This this came up because at the scene where the teleportation thingy exploded, there were just a bunch of people standing there right pretty damn close to it, probably about a mile away, and then it blew up and debris was just falling all over them. I'd I'm go like, and, I would not be there. I would be trying to do all of the most mischievous things I could. I'd I'd just go rob a bank just because, you know, <laughs> world's about to end. Who knows? Hookers. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We don't know uh, what's going to happen. End of the world. Hookers. Might as well head to Vegas. Hey, I, learned, I learned from I'd my just, new idol, Brendan Gleeson's character in The Guard. I learned. I, I took a couple notes from him. He knows he he knew what he was doing. <laughs> um, well, that actually gets to one of my questions. Do you guys believe in aliens? Yes or no? Ooh, this is more of a believe in aliens or the possibility. Believe that they're that. Uh, do you believe that we are the only life forms? I should clarify that question here. Believe in aliens as if like they are already like around Earth and stuff, and like UFOs, or that there's the possibility that we may contact them because. The latter, yes. Okay, both. Prior, no. I don't think we've encountered aliens yet. I don't think, oh, yeah. No, I think oh, no not whether we have yet. Just do you think there are, and that's a two-part question. Do you think there are, and B, do you think we ever will have contact with them? Because I think you can say yes to the first one and no to the second. But if you say no to the first, then? Yes. Yes. Yes and yes? Wait, where were the two? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. I, I think that... There is a distinct possibility that there is a lot of life out there in the universe. Um, again, obviously, I don't know for sure, but I, I, I think that it's more than likely than not. Again, I'm not a scientist whatsoever, but I, I would say yes. This is all a belief thing. I and think even scientists. Do I think we'll ever contact them? Not in our lifetime. And I don't think we'll contact them. I think they'll contact us. I that was the second part. <laughs> I see. So, it was a confusing question. I agree. Yes and no. 
And the first part is So yes, yes, you believe there are aliens. No, you don't think we'll ever contact them. Yes. And the first part is because universe is infinitely growing. And um, I was reading about this once about how we're in the Goldilocks. How Earth is in the Goldilocks. It's not too hot, not not too cold. Theoretically, there are a lot of other young stars out there. And they're going to get to a point where there might be a planet in the Goldilocks. So... I, there's a lot of reasons to believe why there could be at different points in time in the universe in different places. But this also goes back to Carl Sagan, bringing it back around to the second My part. God, just marry this guy already. <laughs> uh, they called it Sagan's Paradox. And it was, um, if there are, he projected that any civilization wishing, uh, wishing to check on all the others on a regular basis... Um, would use a ton of resources. And if there were a lot, then there wouldn't be as much of a need to contact each other a lot because of the significant use of resources to talk to each other. So it's kind of like, and then it's the opposite. If there's so few of us, um, if there's so few civilizations in the universe, the amount of materials and resources it would take and how advanced we would have to be to make contact is so significant that we likely wouldn't even be able to make contact with each other. Okay, I'm going to completely change my answer, kind of. I think that there are aliens out there. By aliens, I mean other life form. But I think we are the most advanced of any of them. Whoa. Whoa. And that kind of brings it back to a couple things you guys, you just hit on one and you hit on one before that, about how the scientists have looked for, they found like 400 that were possibilities for life. And that kind of dwindled down to like negative amounts. And you with your expanding Goldilocks theory about how there's a possibility for them in the future. So maybe one started in the last hundred, that's few the thing. hundred we thousand years time. or so. And they're just where we were 60, 80, 100,000 years ago. Or we could Millions be at the exact ago. same time, but 60 light years apart and see each other at different points in time. Yeah, for sure. It's They're totally at their dinosaur variable. phase right now. Yeah. Man, you <laughs> this conversation, you would think that we have smoked lots of weed. <laughs> Breaking news, folks. We have smoked zero weed. <laughs> we are sober as a goofer. Yeah, so all right, let's 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 move into these ratings. So real quick aggregate scores. Rotten Tomatoes, 65%. IMDb 7.4 out of 10, and Metacritic 62 out of 100. Huh. Tate, I'm going to go to you first. That surprises me a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, well, I guess my, my closing thoughts on this. I love the movie. Definitely a long movie. Very slow buildup, but it kept you entertained, kept you intrigued throughout the entire time, kind of like wondering what was going to happen, how it was going to play out. So I was very into the movie, um, even though it was a little bit long and slow. But I think that I'm going to give it, I'm going to go with, man, I'm a little torn on this. I don't want to go too high because I know ah, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with an 85 um, and I'm going to just, yeah, I guess because my favorite thing about this was the idea of discovering truth and it kind of goes back to, I think I can't hint on it a little bit earlier, but like the idea of duality of truth and how there's these two types of truth, one like types of truth that we're meant to understand and we're meant to know. And that was kind of like the Jodie Foster's characters. Like she was 
hunting down those types of truths, like the ones that um, uses science and math and everything to figure out the answer. Um, and then there's the other types of truth that are the truths that we're never meant to understand and we're never meant to know. Um, and we just kind of have to accept that and have faith um, in that it is true. And so I think that, that that this movie just tied together that idea really, really, really well. So I'm a big fan and I almost went higher, but I'm going to stick with an 85. All right. I'll go next. Uh, we'll uh, throw it to you last since this is your movie. I loved it. I thought this was a great movie. I um, It's not going to get up into the five stars out of five stars range for me, but it is going to get up into the four and a half out of five stars range. I thought all of the acting performances were great. I thought the story was wonderful, and it stories are so hard to wrap up, and Zemeckis did such a great job of doing that. I am going to give this one a 93 out of 100. Wow. That's our highest that's like a, single yeah, highest score ever. That's in the 90s. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, this whole religious versus science argument movie type of thing is right up my alley. Jacob, are you trying to move in on Carl Sagan? from? Hey, you can borrow my book. No, I said movie. He was not a movie maker. <laughs> Man, I so my score is also an 85, 8.5 out of 10. Um, I think that Zemeckis has some cheesy traits. Um, you see it in Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, less than Castaway, but still he tries to keep... Um, his audience entertained and be a little goofy. It definitely had a little cliche had some moments. Yeah. And so that's the only reason it's an eight and a half, but man, awesome movie and love Carl Sagan. And I think I thought Jodie Foster did great. Matthew McConaughey is such a suave individual. Just cash. He's made out of cash. Sploosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it's a solid, Eight and a half out of ten. Jodie Foster also was perfect for this role. Oh, but for sure. Kind of annoyed me a little bit. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> Don't like her yeah, voice. She has such a bad voice. <laughs> Don't like her voice. But she was Not perfect cast for the movie. All right, folks. That's going to do it for today. If you have thoughts or questions, you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. That's a number four in there. You can also follow us on Instagram at gd4. One more time. That's the number four, gd.movies. Again, gd4gd.movies on Instagram. And we're also on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Third time. That's number four in there. Again, gd4gd underscore movies on Twitter. We will catch you at the movies next week. you come to the end of the line with a buddy who is more than a brother and a little less than a wife getting blind drunk together is really the only way to say farewell you're still here it's over Go home. Go.